Welcome to episode 188 of the TruthQuest podcast, The Truth About John Durham's Investigation, Part 1. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as the Durham investigation, principles in politics, Ukraine, Hunter Biden's laptop, or happiness comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Brighteon, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment to give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, or leave a positive review. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. I want to produce a brief episode on what appears to be the biggest political scandal since Watergate that some of you have never heard of. That is, if you get your news from the alphabet soup conspiracy media. I'm calling it part one because I'm pretty damn sure that what I'm about to share with you is just the tip of the iceberg. There's going to be a lot more to come about this in the coming months. If you get your news from the Alphabet Soup conspiracy media, they have largely ignored the story I'm about to tell you. Many have had complete blackouts, much like they did with Hunter Biden's laptop. For several days after the story broke, not a single mention of it appeared on the front page of the New York Times or the Washington Post, or any other Democratic Party mouthpiece media outlets. No mention on the CBS, NBC, or ABC nightly news. I can only imagine the reason being that they were scrambling and huddling up to discuss the narrative they were going to spew when it became impossible to ignore the story any longer. Keep in mind, these are the same people who night after night, day after day, and year after year reported on the hoax Trump-Russia collusion narrative But since this story involves a well-connected Democrat, they just aren't as eager to report the story. There is this great cartoon illustrating the absurdity of the alphabet soup conspiracy media. It shows a picture of Prosecutor John Durham. I'll fill you in on who he is in a second. Then there are ten figures, all scattering and running in different directions with their fingers in their ears with the word media written across their chests. Just a perfect depiction of what we are witnessing. After a few days passed, MSNBC was the first to float the narrative they had crafted as they offered up this explanation. They argued that this is a story of, quote, an attorney that did some work for Hillary and lied to the FBI about it, end quote. That's what they told the sheeple who watched that network. No critical thinking needed, no desire to get to the truth, no intellectual honesty to even ask the obvious follow-up question, which would be, what kind of work was the attorney doing? that would cause such a ruckus. Many of you may recall the days when Trump was constantly complaining about people spying on his campaign. Remember he used the words wiretap, and the alphabet soup talking heads made fun of him and ridiculed him. Do you remember the interview he did with Leslie Stahl when he made the allegation again? She said, quote, There's no real evidence. This is 60 minutes. We can't put on things we can't verify, end quote. Meanwhile, the network ran wall-to-wall Russia collusion coverage that they could not verify for the next four years. A week after the story broke, it was no longer possible to ignore it. Hillary Clinton, who is at the heart of this story, 
issued an immature response on Twitter, something to the effect that if the day ends in Y, the vast right-wing conspiracy that I've been blaming for all my illegalities for the last 30 years is coming after me again. Luckily for those of you who get your news from these ridiculous, worthless outlets, you have podcasts like this one and many others to give you the real story. So let's dive in and talk about what all the hubbub is about. First, John Durham is the special prosecutor appointed by then-Attorney General Bill Barr to investigate the origins of the hoax Trump-Russia collusion investigation. Basically, the investigation is being investigated because it turned out to be a hoax, which means a bunch of people lied, including lying to the FISA court. The shit hit the fan recently when Durham filed a motion in court regarding his investigation. In a nutshell, Hillary Clinton engaged lawyers, a technology company, and a technology expert by the name of Rodney Joffe, J-O-F-F-E. She engaged these folks to infiltrate the servers of private citizen and candidate Trump at Trump Tower in the summer and fall of 2016, and then at the White House, all in order to establish a link between Trump and Russia. Based on the allegations, the tech company used what was originally lawful access into government servers to gain information, but, but used it for an unlawful purpose. So ask yourself the question, who granted the lawful access? Answer, they used federal assets at the FBI and CIA. Do I have your attention now? If John Durham can prove what he said he can prove in the court filing, we have another Watergate on our hands. We have Clinton using campaign funds to infiltrate and monitor the computer servers of her opponent and doing this in conjunction with federal assets. That's like something you'd see in some Hollywood blockbuster movie, and you probably wouldn't even believe it if you watched it there. At least Watergate was done privately. This is a whole other ballgame. Using government actors, using federal assets to undermine a candidate and a president. So let's back up just a little and give you full context of what's going on here. Former Hillary Clinton lawyer Michael Sussman was indicted by Durham, this is several months ago, maybe a year ago, for lying to the FBI about his part in this conspiracy. What Durham's pleadings explain is that Sussman took the information from the tech company and pitched it to the FBI as evidence of Trump-Russia connections that simply weren't true. But it's worse than that because the pleading argues that everyone involved knew they weren't true. The special counsel's office charged Sussman in September of 2021 in a one-count indictment of lying to the FBI in the weeks leading up to the 2016 election. Sussman allegedly provided the FBI general counsel information that purported to show the existence of a secret communication channel between the Trump Organization and the Russian Alpha Bank, which you may have heard thrown around. The indictment charged that Sussman told the FBI during that meeting that he was not working on behalf of any client, when according to the indictment, Sussman was actually acting on behalf of, quote, a U.S. technology industry executive at a U.S. internet company and the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign, end quote. So this entire investigation was started when former Director of National Intelligence, DNI, John Ratcliffe, provided a bunch of information to Durham, nearly a thousand pages of material, at Durham's request. Now remember, the DNI is the highest-ranking intelligence officer in the country. He sees everything. Clearly, Durham could not ignore the information given to him. However, he could slow-walk the investigation, since it's been going on for what, I don't, I don't know at this point, like six years? 
From what I understand, there's a five-year statute of limitations on these types of crimes, so it's probably Durham's way of allowing the dual justice system to prove victorious once again, just like when Bill Barr refused to prosecute anybody. When I refer to the dual justice system, I'm referring to the fact that there's one for well-connected Democrats like Hillary and Hunter, and one for everyone else. Speaking to Fox News recently, Ratcliffe said, To remind viewers, it was September of 2020 that the first time the public found out when I declassified John Brennan's handwritten notes about his debriefing of then-President Obama and Vice President Biden and other members of the national security team about the Clinton campaign's plan to create fake Russia collusion allegations or scandal involving Donald Trump. I met with John Durham in my capacity as DNI to share with him some of those documents that have been now declassified, but also many other intelligence community documents with evidence of what the Hillary Clinton campaign was involved in and who was involved with it that still remain classified. This latest filing, as it relates to one of Hillary Clinton's lawyers, Michael Sussman, all of these filings are details the public is now finding out as John Durham is alleging it as parts of what was Hillary Clinton's campaign plan to falsely accuse Donald Trump of collusion with Russia. He added, I would expect there to be, quite frankly, more indictments. I do think this criminal conspiracy is broad and deep. I hope that, obviously, John Durham is moving carefully, but I would expect and anticipate, based on the intelligence I've seen, there will be quite a few more indictments relating to this. So here are some more details of the actual crime as described in a detailed Federalist article. Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign conducted a full-fledged electronic spying operation against candidate and then-President Donald Trump. This operation included accessing the White House computer servers in an effort to gather derogatory evidence about Trump. Enemies of Donald Trump surveilled the internet traffic at Trump Tower, at his New York City apartment building, and later at the Executive Office of the President of the United States, the EOP, then fed disinformation about that traffic to intelligence agencies hoping to frame Trump as a Russia-connected stooge. The scandal entangles the Clinton campaign, multiple internet companies, two federally funded university researchers, and a complicit media. The special counsel's office opened the motion by explaining that it believes Sussman's current counsel at Latham & Watkins LLP may have potential conflicts of interest that could affect its representation of Sussman. So let me just interject here. Essentially what Durham is doing here is warning this Michael Sussman dude that his attorneys are Democrat Party hacks who will not have his best interests at heart. That's a pretty interesting twist to this story. Back to the Federalist article. The motion reiterated the indictment's allegations that beginning in approximately July of 2016, Rodney Jofe worked with Sussman, the opposition research firm Fusion GPS. For those of you who are really plugged into this shit, that name may sound familiar. That's the group that was involved in the Steele dossier, which was completely made up and bogus, which was used as the basis of Mueller's Russia collusion investigation. Back to the article. So you have this guy... Ronnie Joff working with Sussman, yeah, Fusion GPS, and quote, numerous cyber researchers and employees at multiple internet companies to assemble the purported data and white papers. In connection with these efforts, Joff exploited his access to non-public and or proprietary internet data. He, Joff, would then task researchers at Georgia Tech to, quote, mine internet data to establish an inference and narrative tying then-candidate Trump to Russia, 
with Joff indicating that he was seeking to please certain VIPs, referring to individuals with the Clinton campaign and Sussman's law firm at the time, which was Perkins Coey. The motion revealed that the internet data Joff and his associates exploited, quote, was domain name system, DNS, internet traffic pertaining to one, a particular healthcare provider, two, Trump Tower, three, Donald Trump's Central Park West apartment building, and four, the executive office of the President of the United States. So let me just interject here. We don't know yet who the healthcare provider referenced here is, but it's likely Trump's personal doctor. So they are monitoring the websites being visited by people using all these various servers. So are you sickened yet by the lengths to which these psychopaths will go to gain and maintain power? Back to the Federalist article. The motion further stressed that Joff's internet company, quote, had come to access and maintain dedicated servers for the EOP as part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provides DNS resolution services to the EOP. Joff and his associates, the motion claimed, quote, exploited this arrangement by mining the EOP's DNS traffic and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. According to the motion, Joff did more than have his associates mine internet traffic at Trump Tower, Trump's residential apartment building, and the executive office of the president. He gave that data to Sussman, who provided it to the CIA during a February 9, 2017 meeting. During that meeting, Sussman gave the CIA, quote, data which he claimed reflected purportedly suspicious DNS lookup by Trump Tower, Trump's residential apartment building, the EOP, and a healthcare provider of internet protocol or IP addresses affiliated with a Russian mobile phone. According to the motion, Sussman told the CIA during this meeting, quote, that these lookups demonstrated that Trump and his associates were using supposedly rare Russian-made wireless phones in the vicinity of the White House and other locations. Not only was there, quote, no support for these allegations, but the data assembled by Joff and his associates showed the DNS lookups involving the EOP and the Russian cell phone provider, quote, began at least as early as 2014, i.e. during the Obama administration and years before Trump even took office. The data Sussman shared with the CIA, however, conveniently omitted those details. According to Durham, Sussman also allegedly told the CIA he was not acting on behalf of any client when he was in fact working for Joff. What does all this mean? It means that Joff knew Sussman was lying to the CIA. Now this revelation is huge. It means that Joff had data that disproved the very theory Sussman peddled to the CIA about Trump and his associates quote, using supposedly rare Russian-made wireless phones in the vicinity of the White House and other locations. Further, the CIA received only the misleading data and not the full analysis Joff had commissioned. And of course, the elephant in the room is, why is the CIA spying on American citizens on American soil? And why aren't heads rolling over this? Why aren't people going to prison? I think I'm going to leave it there for now. As I said at the outset, I fully expect this to be the next big story, or it should be, unless they bury it. I'm sure there will be subsequent TruthQuest podcast episodes on it either way. By the way of concluding this one, I have a few quotes from Trump-affiliated people and Trump himself about these revelations. Now, I'm not sharing them because I'm a shill for Trump, but because many of you will not hear them otherwise. And I want you to be well-informed, hearing both sides, so you can seek the truth yourself. 
So let's start with Devin Nunes, who's a former congressman, former House Intelligence Committee chairman, and now the current CEO of Trump's new social media platform, Truth Social. Quote, let me just simplify this. What they did is they spied on a presidential candidate and then the president of the United States. When they didn't find anything, they made it up and they framed a sitting president of the United States and tried and got the Mueller investigation. That's really what happened here. It's really that simple. He also said, quote, There is no limit to the brazenness and vindictiveness of the Democrats' illegal spying operation. In all my years as a member, ranking member, and chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, this is the single biggest threat to American democracy I've ever seen. Cash Patel, who served as lead investigator for Nunez's committee, added that, quote, The motion shows that the Hillary Clinton campaign directly funded and ordered its lawyers at Perkins Coie to orchestrate a criminal enterprise to fabricate a connection between President Trump and Russia. Mark Meadows, a former congressman who also served as chief of staff for Trump, said, quote, They didn't just spy on Donald Trump's campaign. They spied on Donald Trump as sitting president of the United States. It was all even worse than we thought, end quote. And finally, Trump declared, quote, The latest pleading from special counsel John Durham provides indisputable evidence that my campaign and presidency were spied on by operatives paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign in an effort to develop a completely fabricated connection to Russia. This is a scandal far greater in scope and magnitude than Watergate. Those who were involved in and knew about this spying operation should be subject to criminal prosecution, end quote. And that's the truth about the John Durham investigation, at least part one. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast.